Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower, here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, and Linktree. And you can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, End of Days, The Gathering of Ephraim. In these end of days, there are the lost tribes of Israel, and they are lost, but they are being gathered from among the nations, and in this they will be found. Do not miss this post, Global Socialism American Style. Global Socialism American Style is common today as Americans swallow political speak from the socialist-minded politicians. It is, if it, it is as if they ignore the real reality of true Marxist socialism. Do not miss this post. Season of Prophecy, Shaking of Nations Seasons of Prophecy bring to the forefront the shaking of nations. Here men and nations with their own agendas. From a movement of rebellion to seduce the world. And the latest post on warn-usa.com, do not miss this post, not rejoicing, it's judgment. Isaiah's prophetic book, part 43 on battle lines, not rejoicing, it's judgment. And you can be sure, this was no picnic. Judgment of the Lord God is all-inclusive to where it's sent. Yet the nations around about the nation judged also feel the effects. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. And The Rising details a takeover of America. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith. We continue the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, He battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America, having escaped death many times. Can Mac save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising. Go to danaglinsmith.com and visit the Christian Books and Resource Shop, and there you will find The Rising. And also, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. 
at danaglinsmith.com. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Another Wednesday night. Praise the Lord. You know, this summer, how many times have we got through summer and we thought, where did it go? 25 million. Are you that old? Yeah. I'm 25 million, actually 24,999. <laughs> it's my birthday this year. <laughs> it's your birthday every year. <laughs> yeah, well, at any rate, here we are. And it's evident by online that Biden is still in the White House. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have a till of the hunt up there or something. Well, it's bad. Well, it is, especially when you look at all the people coming across the border and look at all the junk that they're leaving behind. You know, it it's just absolutely a mess. You yeah. know, animals aren't aren't that sloppy. But humans, you know, they start following those things, they leave everything behind. Yeah, it's terrible. There's tons of garbage. And so now, they're getting so many of them, they're starting to sleep everywhere. And they said tonight, in some of the areas in the southern cities, there's so many illegal aliens on the street. They're they're going to the bathroom wherever they can, and human, the stench of human excrement and pee is all over the place. Oh. It's nauseating. That's horrible. Yeah, it is. And Biden don't do nothing. That's like a third world country. Yeah. Well, that's why DeSantis sent a plane, two plane loads of, of those uh, illegals uh, to up north, you know, where all the rich people hang out. Yeah. What is that called? Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Martha's Vineyard. Yep. Yeah. Good luck there. Oh, they're going to have a fit, all those rich people. Yeah, can I poop on your nice sidewalk? <laughs> How about on your lawn? <laughs> you know, people are so out of touch. You know, just absolutely out of touch. Well, it's really tragic what's going on. And both And all those people coming up here for a better life, they need to do it the right way. I don't mind them wanting to have a better life but flooding the country like they are they're coming up here to their demise it's not a good thing and they're not going to be rich they're not going to get the things they thought they would 
well, going to get trouble. And this last batch, they were talking about them on the news tonight, and they said they're all single. Well, that's pretty scary. That's what they sent over into Europe. Yeah. And when you see all single, they're fighting age. Yep. And, of course, if we're stupid enough to keep somebody, you know, in power in our government that is not going to protect the nation, it's high time somebody did. So, you know, you give it two more years of this stuff, you, you're not going to recover. You're not going to have a country left. No, you won't. Well, you're definitely not going to have some cities left. And what do you think all them single guys are going to do when they don't have food? They're going to go steal and rob. Yep. So, you know, that that's what it is. Well, up front, we're going to talk about in the darkness of the, of the night, there is hope. And this is an article that is on warn-usa.com. You can also find it over on danaglinsmith.com. <coughs> And uh, when we talk about this particular article in the darkness of the night, that's where the lost seek God. Because that's where you're at at the time. It is God who finds them. You know, you always hear them say, well, I found the Lord. Well, it was actually God that found them. The Lord was never lost. But we say that, I found the Lord. You know, I've, I've said that, you've said that. You yeah. Know, <laughs> You know, when you get saved, you redeemed, you say, well, I found the Lord. Well, he really found you. And so this particular article is prose. It's an allegorial, uh, an allegory. Uh, I write these uh, from time to time. It's a fictional story that presents a truth of today's world. And it reveals the dangers of the real darkness that young and old alike, alike face. The gospel warns us, do not offend or harm these little ones. For it were better if you had a millstone around your neck and drowned in the depths of the sea. Now this particular article is about a girl by the name of Natalie. A fictional character, but she represents the young girls and boys, teens and adults everywhere. Her fictional story is connected to the real human lives at risk worldwide. And even in America, the darkness is evident. Souls are at risk. So join me now in the story of Natalie. The title is In the Darkness of the Night. And you'll find that over on DanaGlynSmith.com. Now, one of the scriptures that's relevant to this, you know, it is in that darkness that people with no hope find hope. In Mark 9:42, it says, And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. And so there is justification. There is redemption. There's truth. But there's also lie. There's darkness. And in here, we find the final judge is the one who will make things right. And I, I think as I see what's happening in America, and 
believe me, folks, it's, it, it is not a shocker to Tower and I um, because of the fact that our ministry is prophetic and uh, we've been writing and warning America it's going to be 25 years next year but we didn't just start 25 years ago we first began to discuss what was coming to America back in the early 1970s so it's been a long path for us and it doesn't mean we enjoy what we see we don't. We are praying that God in your judgment have mercy. Amen. We are praying that God will help us to recover, to heal this nation, to stop those who were destroying this country. But make no mistake, we have two harvests that are growing. The harvest of the wicked and the harvest of the righteous and you have to understand the prophetic end of days so check it out in the darkness of the night there is hope find it on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and up front we're talking about first amendment rights this actually comes out of CBN. And uh, the reason I wanted to touch base on this one is because during the first COVID, and there was a lot of shenanigans pulled by, um, you know, our own government and also the governments worldwide. And there were people standing up that blatantly were either misinformed or lied about all these particular shots and lied about what the repercussions were. And if I've seen one thing, I've seen testimony after testimony of people dying from something that caused their system and this is because of the myrna that is in the vaccine well we saw a lot of times that uh, they will do pretty much anything they want and some of the recent stuff is trying to make churches pay for elective abortions in their health insurance plans and of course this goes back quite a while this this isn't just recent see because there are those that want to kill babies and I noticed a stat today tower there was oh a godly a godless amount of 55,000 babies yeah, was I'm glad that, you remembered that was that aborted every month Every, or yearly. Every, every year. That's just astronomical to me when it comes to babies. That's horrible. And so that's day in and day out. Yeah. And I don't know what, what other figures they have with that. But see, this thing is about how California tried to get California churches to pay for the elective abortions in their health insurance plan. But the three California churches 
join together to fight the feds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to fight the feds in in their own court, federal court, and they won. Thank God. It's too bad it took long that long. Yeah, and uh, Alliance Defending Freedom Attorneys represented Foothill Church in Glendora, Calvary Chapel in Chino Hills, and the Shepherd of the Hills Church in Porter Ranch. And uh, they filed a motion in April asking the court to definitively rule, definitively rule in their favor and allow the churches to operate according to the religious religious beliefs. That upholds the sanctity of unborn lives. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they won. Thank God. Yeah. That was a victory. And I was sure glad to see that. And because this ain't the first time. You know, time and time again we've seen people. And this includes, you know, even uh, during uh, Obama's term as president. Because there were those that were going against Christians, bakers, and every other thing. T-shirt makers. Yeah, everything you could think of because they didn't agree with the homosexual agenda. And so today, there's a woke agenda now. And it encompasses everything. And, and if you oppose that, you're the enemy. That's right. But see, these people are the minority in America. They're not the majority. And but, the majority needs to be standing up. Yeah. And just like you have in Joe's administration, everybody that he put up there is is minority. Everybody he put up there is left-wing, ultra-left-wing, views that are absolutely horrendous to the rest of America. And they are now in charge of their own thing. And time and time again, there has been, uh, you know... Um, like Judicial Watch and um, ACLJ. Seculo, yeah, the ACLJ. They've taken them to court and won and forced the Biden administration to wake up. Now, they're still violating a rule, and that has to do with the religious exemption in the military where the military lost, but they haven't uh, done anything to change that yet. So... This is the battle we face today. So while we're talking about the persecuted church, we're talking about those, you know, in America and in all my life, you know, when I was younger, being raised all the way up to, you know, this point, there's never been a time in America where we see so much antichrist, hatred, and so much total disrespect not only for the things of God, but for people who believe in the things of God, for those who stand on righteousness through Christ, but also they don't even have respect for each other. No. There's no civility in America. People are stealing. You know, here's another example. You know, this kid went into this store. He had a gun, and... He went up there to the teller and, and brandished the gun and was going to rob him. And the teller had a gun and shot him dead. 
And so the family now is upset because this guy shot him. Well, what did they expect? That's what happens when you play with guns. Yeah. You know, you break into a house. That guy had a right to protect himself. He did. And this guy had had a gun and he was brandishing it. He, he would have shot him. Yeah. You know, hey, that's that's what happened. You lost. And this is why in America, right now, we are facing the turbulent times. And the times are um, match what we would call Paul's perilous times and the days of lawlessness. That's where we're at. And this is global. It's not just in America. So, you know, if we can save some babies' lives, we want to do it. Yes, amen. And uh, there is no way that I'm going to agree to anybody killing these kids. Because they're kids. They're innocent. And when you kill them, their blood is on your hands. Amen. And that blood can only be paid for by the blood of him who shed it. And so I haven't taught on blood guilt for nothing many years. And I can tell you today the innocent blood. That's one of the reasons you see a lot of murders. Because when you have the shedding of innocent blood, it will stain the land and it'll bring a curse on the land. And the land will vomit you out. So, that's why. And it's not just abortion. We have a whole plethora of wickedness, evils, and sins that America has to do something about. And so you need to make the right choice. There are choices. You choose the bad path, you're going to regret it through eternity. That's right. So today, you need to stand up and seek the Lord Jesus, Yahshua. Repent of your sins and come unto him and live for him and walk in his light. Don't make the wrong choice. And you can read John chapter 1, John chapter 3, John chapters 10 through 18. You can read 1 John chapter 1 and then you can read the rest of 1 John. You can read Romans 3 through 10. So... Don't let your stubbornness and rebellion keep you from a better life That's with right. Christ. That's right. So, are you ready for yours? Um, no. Oh, I thought that was... Yes, I am. Okay, good enough. <laughs> this story is, Is America Not Safe for the Gospel? This story comes to us via Todd Starnes. You can find his site at toddstarns.com. So an evangelist from Seattle was allegedly assaulted by Antipa, but the evangelist was the one who got arrested. The leftists destroyed Matthew Meineke's Bibles, tore up pages, kicked them around, and threw, even threw one into a public toilet. This was according to Bill Kay, the executive director for, for Center for 
religious expression, C-R-E. He simply reads the Bible. He's not an aggressive evangelist. He was assaulted in one case at an abortion rally and in another case at a pride rally. He was the victim. But the Seattle Police Department, when they came out, he was actually the one who was arrested. And so Meineke is being represented by CRE and is suing the city of Seattle now so that it doesn't happen again. He was the victim of assault and he was the one who was arrested by the police, Kay explains, noting that the police said he was a risk to public safety. But it was not but it was other people who were yelling at him, screaming and harassing him, and that they have on a video. And it it was captured by journalist Jonathan Coe. And the police arrested him, but never charged him with an actual crime. And unfortunately, because of the political pressure, especially in a city like Seattle, what we see is that the city administration and the public administration are much more likely to arrest someone like Matthew Meineke for exercising his constitutional rights. There, There are completely nude men and women walking around with small children, It is crazy what the city and police will allow to happen. They don't enforce any indecency laws, and yet they will go after our client, Kay said. You can parade around buck naked here in Seattle, but you can't read the Bible in public, Starn says. What an insane story. And CRE is a non-profit law firm that mostly represents Christians who have had their religious freedoms violated, and they have seen an uptick in cases since the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization that overturned Roe versus Wade. This is just backwards, you know, arresting the one who's not even causing problems. Well, you know, it is. But the thing of it is, if you look at it, uh, and you go back and you remember everything that we've covered on the persecution, uh, persecuted church, uh-huh. you're going to find every time that they're not just like this kid. This kid is still alive. But nine times out of ten, they'll get beat up, they'll get stabbed, killed, murdered, whatever. And uh, and the people that do it get away with it every time. Yep, that's now, right. there is a good news in that because Pakistan is beginning to look really close at the blasphemy laws and how it's been used and one of their justices stood up and they are investigating it now and because they have come to the conclusion that just preaching the gospel isn't enough, isn't enough to cause blasphemy that's uh, good of Muhammad you know yeah just, that's good just preaching from the bible they said but at any rate in america we are we are there and they're right about Seattle. But see, there's things that are changing. I've seen some political news out of there. And uh, I think it was the mayor was running for her office again. But she was actually losing to another another gal. who. Uh, and the title of the story was, uh, uh, you know, Seattle is sick of the way they're doing things. You know, they want some changes. And so they want to put people in there that'll make a difference. So at any rate, 
you know, we're talking Seattle here. So this is, you know, if you're going to do this in Seattle, you need to understand that those cops don't enforce anything. And you're lucky they arrested you and didn't charge you. You're lucky yeah. because they, you know, a lot of times these cops can't do anything because they go into a situation, they're they're harmless. They, I mean, they can't do nothing to these people, and that's because of their political climate. And yep. so, you know, there is a reason that they've, these people... They've been commanded that. to stand down. That's right. And you'll find that in California. You'll also find that up in Canada and a number of other places. And so, yeah. Is America not safe for the gospel? I would say America is not safe for the gospel. That's right. Uh, there's a lot of places not safe for the gospel, but it's not as dangerous as it is globally. But see, with our border being open the way it is, it's not safe for anybody now. So make no mistake. If you think you're going to allow Biden to be in there for four years and these liberals and these people who are doing this to your country and you're not going to see a result, you are fooling yourself. And when you look in the mirror, the only one you have to blame is yourself. So when you vote, I would tell you, don't you vote Democrat because the Democrats is how come this is like this. And if you go to the Democrat-run cities and and uh, states, that's where you find the highest uh, crime rates and death rates today. And that's because they are left-wing socialists. This isn't the Democratic Party back in uh, JFK's time. You know, that's not what this is. These are communists. Yep, that's right. So we have one from Morningstar News at morningstarnews.org. And this is about a young kid that was a Christian Youth Corps member. Now, the last time I heard of Youth Corps was many, many years ago. They would put together these, the Youth Corps to work with uh, various projects, usually having to do with the wilderness, you know, the forests and various other things. In northeast Nigeria, um, this young man who is who was 28 um, was targeted he was assaulted by at least five men with machetes (sighs) he was in his room at the living quarters in the National Youth Service Corps now you see this kid just wasn't there because he was homeless and had nothing to do you know university and polytech graduates in Nigeria are required to provide one year of national development service with the NYSC. And this young man was serving it at an Islamic uh, theology school. That's according to his brother. And members of the NYSC have been targeted in violent crimes for various parts of Nigeria, probably because they can get away with it. And when they went after this young man, they had locked the doors of the other corps members before assaulting him with machetes and leaving him for dead. 
And, you know, I mean, it's just like, why didn't they pick someone else? You know, but when death visits, you know, it just, that's the way it is. Why wasn't it somebody else? Well, one thing I can tell you, this kid, you know, he was a Christian. And uh, we don't have all the details, really. Yeah. But it was five armed Muslims who attacked him. This is a sad story. It is. Very, very tragic. He was a member of the Christian Reformed Church in Nigeria, and the pastor told mourners that he was a committed member and had lived an exemplary life worthy of emulation. And his brother said he was an easygoing person who would not harm anyone. That's sad. And they so said sad. of him that he endured the rigors of growing up and schooling. You know, and here he was going to be graduating, and his life was cut short. And this is just absolutely terrible. And so that's why Nigeria leads the world in Christians killed for their faith. Well, that was uh, from October 2020 to September 2021. And we're in 2022. So that's about a year old. But I can tell you with all the stuff from Nigeria, uh, <laughs> they are really, you know, hanging in there as far as staying in the high numbers for murdering innocent people. You know, this is disgusting. It is, and I, I hate that this happens. I do too. I I just, you know, that one time before the blood moons in 2014 and 2015, the Christians were getting along with the Muslims. Then they lived side by side. They were good neighbors to each other. And then everything changed after the blood moons. Well, the blood moons were prophetic. Yeah. Well, there's another one. Another thing that was going on, and I'm bringing it up today because it involves uh, Franklin Graham of Samaritan's Purse. He's head of uh, Billy Graham and Samaritan's Purse. Um, but at any rate, there was a survey going around, and I saw the survey before I saw Franklin Graham responding to it. It was 39% of evangelical pastors said there's no absolute moral truth and that each individual must determine their own truth. <sighs> now, see, that's modern. Yes, it is. That will send you to hell. Yes, sir. And another thing that went along of it, that many of them believed that you could get to heaven any old way you want to. Well, evangelists... Well, they called him evangelist, but Franklin Graham is a lot more than that. Um, he reacted to it, and he said, I don't know which thousand pastors this group survey, but the results are concerning, Graham tweeted. 
39%, and then he quotes that, you know, of, of evangelical pastors, they asked, said there was no absolute moral truth, and that each individual must determine their own truth, and he added, what a lie. Now, you see, the problem with this is that time and time again, and I monitor this stuff, I don't see big ministerial names or sources standing against stuff. But I've seen Franklin Graham many, many times stand against untruth in this country. That's right. But I have not heard from the Christian church as a whole. And I don't know if they're speaking, but it doesn't make see it doesn't uh, ever come to CBN, and it doesn't come to a lot of the social sites. We're not hearing from them, and I know some of them are on there, like Joel Olstein. He's followed us, uh, the Warren Radio, the WIBR. He follows us over on uh, Getter, but. You know, I don't see a lot of them. And what America needs is the pastors to wake up and speak openly about this stuff. And stop keeping silent. That's right. Amen. We need people like Franklin Graham and others to speak the truth. Because there's one of the things. And you of the Assemblies of God, you have 16 fundamental truths. And the Word of God is what we use. I say we. I graduated from an AG college, but I'm an independent. WIBR Warren Radio was independent because our ministry, you know, is not like a church. It's, well, at any rate, you know, when you look at this, you know, the Bible is good for all guidance in faith and practice. It is true. It is inerrant. It is the ultimate moral truth. There is moral truth. And that moral truth is Yahshua, Jesus Christ. He is the epitome of truth. And to have Christian church keep their mouths shut... When this thing comes out, tells you why America is facing the troubles that we're facing today. Now, one thing that, too, when you look at our age of moral chaos and confusion, the article says these uh, statistics were troubling. Mm-hmm. And they, they admitted that Graham underscored that as he warned of the impact false beliefs have on the body of Christ. And he continued to say that this survey also said that 30% of evangelical pastors do not believe that their salvation is based on having confessed their sins and accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior. He continued another tweet. This kind of false teaching is what leading people and churches astray. And when you fail to understand that he is the only way, the only truth, and the only life out there, you're not only going to be led astray, you're going to find yourself 
in the hellfire judgment. You don't have to be there. And so this is about the truth today in a lawless world. And we are in the woke society, and we've got this in the church. And I, I reject this. Oh, I know. Wokeness I, in the church. Yeah, and I, I hate it because these pastors are allowing people to continue to wallow in their sins and not calling them out. Those pastors are going to have blood on their hands for these people going into eternity without the Lord. That's true. So at any rate, if you're a Christian today, know that in Christianity itself, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but through him. Amen. There is no other truth known to man, no other intercessor, no other mediator between God and man, only Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. There is none other. And if you accept anything less, you are going to be found wanting. And you will be gnashing your teeth. So I, I wanted to make sure we covered that. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Because when you come to the WIBR, we have the gospel. We have the word of God in everything we do. But you need to get in there and do studying on your own. So if you go to the WIBR, that's at warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. You'll find a Christian atmosphere, Christian articles, and teachings. So we're going to move on. Are you ready for yours? Yes. This story is God Behind Bars Part 1. And it is clipped from amazing miracles taking place in prisons as God behind bars baptizes more than 450 inmates. And this story comes to us from CBN.com. And there's a national prison ministry that has more than 400, let's see, that has seen more than 450 inmates baptized after giving their lives to Christ this year. God Behind Bars says Jesus is moving in, in power after the number of inmates accepting salvation has more than quadrupled since 2021. In comparison, last year only 90 were baptized. The gospel is spreading like we have never seen in prison. Jesus is moving in power. Many prisons were shut down last year, but this verse has been our promise. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. That's Genesis 50:20. And since 2009, God Behind Bars has worked to restore the lives of inmates by building their faith during incarcer incarceration and after their release. They've created satellite campuses in prison, and their whole mission is to in introduce inmates to Jesus. 
and there are 3.1 million inmates every day across the nation, and that's a huge group of people. And they believe they can reach almost all of them. And God Behind Bars has created the first Christian app available for prisons prisoners that streams sermons, worship music, and God's Word. And the Pando app streams right now to 550,000 inmates. And the group also partners with churches around the country. And and one Tennessee church reported that 51 inmates dedicated their lives to Jesus in just the past week. And... um, They, um, Lisa Cole, a campus pastor with Faith Promise in, in the East Tennessee area, works closely with God Behind Bars in Morgan County Correctional Complex and Bedslow County, um, with the Bedslow County Correctional Complex and the Women's Unit. They share the gospel every single week. And their thing, main thing is not about just sharing the gospel and accepting salvation. It's what your, what's your next step. Sometimes it's a rededication to make a public declaration in prison so that everybody knows they got baptized. Cole and a group of volunteers reach more than 500 inmates each week. That's a lot of people, Dana. It is. That's good. And a lot of people see it as an outreach, but we see it as there are a lot of men and women who just don't get to go to church, don't get to have a church home, and when they get out, they have to find a church. And Cole said, we provide them with the opportunity that when they come out, they already have a church home. And Faith Promise sends teams of leaders in prison each week to greet, host, and pray with inmates. And she said... Uh, but really, the guys inside serve just as much as the volunteers. They have prayer teams. They do small groups. They ha- do membership classes. And they have prayer groups every night in their units. They invite other people. And we challenge them to win the world by sharing the gospel. And if we have time, I will read part two. or And otherwise, it will be next week. Part two will be next week. Uh, that's a good story. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Because they everything. need it. Yeah. Especially when you look at what they face. Right. And uh, that can set them free, even though they're in prison. That's right. So, now we're coming up to another one here. Not a crime. And this, I made reference to this. This comes to us from BarnabasFund.org or Barnabas Aid. And the main crux of this, the Pakistani Supreme Court has issued a highly significant and welcome ruling, which includes the declaration that the preaching of the gospel is not a crime. 
The preaching of the gospel is not a crime, nor can it be made into one. It was a nine-page ruling that was clear, and it was a comprehensive denunciation of the way in which blasphemy, blasphemy laws are misused in Pakistan. That's exactly what I, excuse me, God bless you. talking about. The court raised such issues as false and malicious accusations, and of course, Tower and I covering this. Yeah, we know about that. The lack of cred credible evidence in many cases. We we know about those. The mob violence with which the accused person is often threatened. Now, the ruling came in the case of Christian sanita uh, sanitation worker. His last name is Masai, or Masai. He was accused of blasphemy, and he was granted bail by the court. He was one of three Christian men facing separate blasphemy charges, all of whom were bailed by the Supreme Court. Any doubt exonerates the accused. Now, this one person was accused and uh, the justice Faiz Isa said he was accused of preaching Christianity and the judge said this not could not be considered a crime because of the fundamental right to profess practice and propagate religion now the justice argued that many a time false allegations are leveled to settle personal scores and cases are also registered for mischievous purposes or on account of ulterior motives. And these issues are particularly dangerous in cases relating to Pakistan's penal code, section 295C, defiling the name of Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, as this offense carries a mandatory death sentence. I was glad to read this. I was glad to see this. The, the justice argued that blasphemy accusations are often made to settle personal scores or on account of ulterior motives. That's true. And so he says utmost care must be exercised by all concerned that no injustice in the administration of justice takes place. Courts, the judge added, must act prudently to ensure that an innocent is not convicted wrongly in respect of offenses relating to religion. And we know they've already, you know, that's already happened. But thank God he is stepping out. That's right. And he says, when there is only the improbable oral testimony of witnesses, then there must be corroboration. And he says, the publicity afforded to blasphemy cases often jeopardize defendants' right to a fair trial. Irresponsible and sensational broadcasts and, re and publications repeat what allegedly the accused had said or done. Oftentimes, he went on, righteous zeal, moral outrage, or indignation steers the prosecution to a predetermined destination 
by eclipsing the general standard of proof in criminal cases that is beyond reasonable doubt. That almost sounds like America. Reasonable doubt. Yes. Now this, this is a Muslim justice. I was really surprised. Yes. I'm glad that he wants that. I'm glad he came out. Yes. And, and uh, we've been praying for more justice in Pakistan for the believers there. Now, see, and as we see this, th there's been a lot of injustice in Pakistan. But we've seen little things over all these years. Uh, you know, and Asiya Bibi was one of them. And there's been others that we've followed. And so it's important to note that these Christians' lives are at stake and uprooted. Their entire families can face the penalty with them. It, it is a terrible thing. So thank God yes, that, that this has really happened. Yes, amen. So we're glad with that. And we're coming to an end. We've got a little bit of time here that we can talk. But uh, we also, uh, you got about eight minutes left. And, uh, you know, the thing of it is, is that when I see this, I can't help but compare what's happening in America. Because we have, we have judges here that will rule according to who put them in power. And we've seen it all the time. Well, they're an Obama judge. They're a Clinton judge. Or, you know, they're a Trump judge. But the thing of it is, is to really have, like we've got people that got in because of uh, Biden and the Democrats, and they're on the Supreme Court. But I would hate to think that their only interest is to follow things according to their own beliefs. They're there to uphold the law righteously. That's right. And so... When you look at when you look and see what's happening by the Biden administration, you know Trump is the foremost opponent to Biden in the next election, and he has been investigated. Fifty or so of his people have been investigated. Even Mike Lindell's been investigated. They've been taking their phones. And so, you know, this is what they do in socialist countries. This is what they do in dictatorial nations. Because they can't have anybody convincing the public that, that uh, somebody else can be put in power. And so we see a lot of illegal, immoral things happening in our justice system today. And what is happening by the Biden administration and the FBI and these others is categorically wrong. Yes, it is. And there's no way I believe it's justice, especially when the FBI was caught up in the sting with Russia. So there's a lot of stinky stuff going on. Yes. So when I see the Supreme Court in Pakistan talking about this when they've had an ongoing trouble and then you know we used to be righteous and free and it reminds me what JFK warned us about that there were people in the government wanting to destroy this nation and he was assassinated the following week so this they're still there and 
with that uh, tower, we got a little bit, so you have plenty of time to say well, something. I'm glad that um, somebody in Pakistan is coming up front to stop this practice of blasphemy because like it says they use it to get a revenge and so I'm glad that gives us hope for our brothers and sisters in Pakistan it I'm does. thankful and so with that I will say good night we love you dearly we hope the best for you in Christ Jesus always we pray for you we want things to be well with you and there's a lot of tragic stuff going on and and hard times in people's lives you look to the Lord and he will make a way we've seen it in our lives we've seen it in other people's lives he always makes a way it may not be the way we think it should be but it will be for our best so we love you and have a good night, everybody, and look to the Lord in all things. Pray for your brethren and pray for us as we pray for you. So God be with you. Amen. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Be sure to read the articles, listen to the shows, get up in the nav bar. We've got a lot of resources there. And also check out my book, The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. And you'll find that it details a rising to overthrow America. This book was finished, the main plot and everything before COVID. And this book is prophetic. It also... We do talk about the Antichrist. We have an Antichrist figure. We have a lot of biblical things happening in it. Check out the book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. You can find all the links over on warn-usa.com. All of our book site, I mean our book page is over on danaglennsmith.com. Go there, check it out. Go and get the book. Read it. And then comment on it and send me a comment come to our websites and send me a comment through the comment form on it until next time you be safe take care of yourself and your family may you be blessed and protected shalom everybody Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.